You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome to Web Culture on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the tenth uh, of May, twenty eighteen. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beepsock Internet Marketing. And uh, it's been an interesting week. The uh, you, 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 Dave, you, I mean, you put this up in the news in, in our news feed, so I know you saw this, but I'm going to introduce it. So, Dave, you saw the uh, amazing Google announcement earlier this week, eh? Well, there's been a few at I.O., and you know, it's funny, I just posted another one, so I'm like, yep, it's been a busy, busy, uh, busy week with a lot coming out of Google I.O., and, you know. It was a big one, where uh, Google introduced, um, well, basically, Google introduced a search assistant that arguably has passed the Turing test. Oh, yes, yes. Um yeah, I don't know where do you want to go with that, but it's pretty awesome. Anything that passes the Turing test is we we could introduce a Turing test. Basically, can a fool a human? There, that about covers it. <laughs> um, the thing is, very few things have ever actually passed the Turing test. No, that's that's a really good point. Until now, really, any passing of the Turing test, um, you know, with with some notable exceptions, um, but it's mostly been in the context of it was sort of programmed to trick a person, right? Like it, it knew what was coming. And so it would be programmed to adapt to it. That's not really any sort of display of intelligence, right? That display of intelligence is actually its own capabilities to do so. Um, the personal assistant is, is now questionably, admittedly questionably, but very convincingly in a lot of cases, um, able to communicate in a way that seems, um, to, to a human being, um, quite realistic, quite authentic, um, and, and sort of on point, um, with what they would expect. Now what's exciting. And I think this is why you're excited. I'm excited, um, is what this sort of means. Let's take out the frightening aspects of this. (laughs) Um, This this will only be used to make world peace. Like we we know this ahead of time. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, and I have so many comments that I could make about politics and stuff and, and have fun with that. Um, you know, or uh, what was it, about a month ago um, when they were able to make videos that convincingly would mimic um, you know, in, in the case of the video they used, um, they had Obama uh, up there and basically putting words in his mouth and, and recreating the video to to facilitate this. Well, um, like that's never happened before. <laughs> um, now, if we have um, AI able to convincingly come up with comments um, and and communications, um, you know, there there is that downside to it. And go, oh, okay, well, then we can make the video look realistic, and we can make the AI sound realistic. All right, well, what do we, you know? Wait, okay, but wait. but also think of the gajillion mundane, just brain-crushing tasks that you have to do from time to time, like uh, call your internet service provider to change your cell phone block <laughs> as an example, uh, or make travel arrangements, or what you know, just the the dumb mundane daily things that you probably waste hours and hours a week on. Well, indeed, and on the other side, you know, you have. Um, you know, a great example that, that you were, you just brought up a great example and a great example being, yeah, I want to change my travel plans or I want verification. It, it may end up be a scenario not that far in the future where I can basically just tell my system, this is what I want to accomplish. Now, humorously on the other end, they'll have a program their system. <laughs> so we'll have two AIs, both with uh, their, their own goals and intentions communicating with each other. Cause I suspect I may not necessarily be dealing with a human being on the other end, um, but able to actually resolve things without us having to, you know, get involved in the scenario. Uh, they wouldn't be communicating. I, I would think in a way, you know, like the personal assistant, they can just do it all in the back end without, uh, without using actual text. But, um, it, it'll be, it, it'll be a, an interesting thing. And you're right. The, the mundane tasks, um, that we have to do once they can connect this a, a little better, you know, a year from now with a, with a bunch of our AI um, APIs um, so that they can access data that we have and just answer those questions. I think even just of um, the ability, you know, you list mundane tasks. I don't necessarily involve communicating with clients as a mundane task, but if a client has um, a specific question, their ability to just simply ask it into a system access the APIs, I don't know, access Google Analytics, right? And then just provide back some, some feedback based on what I have preconditioned it, um, you know, to, to automatically know and, and submit or, or an analysis that I have put in, um, you know, always compare with last year, month over month, right? Those sort of things. Uh, I, I think it could be so, a huge so time saver. Basically, uh, not trying to trivialize it, but using AI to create client-focused FAQs. Yeah, that's actually a, an excellent way um, of dictating. And that's just one of, I mean, it, it, it's sort of the one obvious one. It, it sort of came in with their examples, an extension of their examples, right? But communication of a, of a potential client with, uh, with your company and, and making sure you have the right answers. Um, you know, with a little more enhancements, they should be able to access, uh, you know, some, some data from the back end and, and provide some, some really good information to clients that would take you out, keep you notified, um, and, and always providing the client some, some good, accurate information, or, or for the most part, some good, accurate information. I view it as a real big time saver as it gets there. Now we've got some other things like pulling human beings directly out of paid search, which we'll cover a little bit here um, as one of the other announcements and, and AI. And, and wow, that's search. just like Westworld. <laughs> pulling human beings out of paid search? Cool. 
Always a bit of a concern. <laughs> Always a bit of a concern, both for us as, you know, because this is our industry, um, and the idea of, you know, do I trust Google to do what's in my best interest? The answer is no. <laughs> right? For the well, most part. So you have Google's assistant talking to, uh, you know, Google's AdWord bot working out the best ad spend for you and your clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> just like when Google's travel, just like when uh, Google's travel program talks to your personal assistant and um, works out the best travel plans for uh, for you and your company. Well, indeed. I mean, at the same time, they've done a, They've done a great job, and that's what's really, really exciting about this is if they can start to understand the nuances I have. To me personally, and, and, and to be honest, Google's done a pretty good job, I and mean, we can debate whether their personalization and, and their ability to understand me is is really on it's point. It's getting better. I mean, it's certainly it's getting, getting better. better. And, and give them another year, and all of a sudden, yeah, I'm going, okay, I'm going here. Uh, you know, find me the cheapest thing under these restrictions, right? Like, I want to be here, I, you know, the, the, the conference is here, so I want to be within, uh, you know, whatever. $10, like, Uber or Lyft ride from it, whatever, right? Like, whatever criteria you have, um, and just program it in and have it show you a couple itineraries that work well for you, understanding what your calendar is. I, I think it's it's going to be great when they can pull that understanding. They, they've already kind of got it, but it's really rudimentary at this point. Um, and you have to sort of really handhold them through the process, handhold them it takes about five minutes, but, um, you know, you have to actually sort of control things. If we can have that trust level as they advance a little further to go, yeah, do this and just get it done. As long as the price points under this go, right. I, I think that'll be a real enhancement, but I think where the conversation started to your points, and this is an exciting announcement, um, out of Google IO. Interestingly, they only touched on search two hours in their, or uh, twice in their two-hour keynote, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a really, really huge advancement, I think, for companies um, when we can start to program this in properly. Um, it, it will be interesting, though. I wouldn't want to be one of the first adopters, <laughs> necessarily. Um, but, you know, I'd probably want to be one of the early adopters of it, especially if I had a, a, you know, a, a company where there were a lot of questions coming in that were rudimentary level um, you know, I'm thinking like Amazon or something like that, where it's like, does this do this? Well, chances are it's been answered, right? So, okay, just answer these questions. I was just buying a laptop. Okay, does it support three monitors? My last one only supported two. It was annoying, right? So, okay, if it can just start to answer those questions, it understands them. A little bit of research, I figured out the new uh, laptop I ordered did. Great. That data was easily available. Um, so if I could just ask, Amazon would have saved me probably about half an hour of looking. Um, and, and those are the sorts of things where I, I think it's going to be a huge, huge win for companies. Well, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, it's a completely, it's a brave new world. That's, that's, I mean, could you, could you imagine how Google is going to, um, well, let me, let me step back for a second. So I was looking for a ladder just before going to air. Okay. A ladder. Mm -hmm. I need to, I need to do my eaves troughs. And, uh, so, you know, I went to my favorite uh, major, major large Canadian hardware chain website, which is a crappy-ass website, by the way. Um, <laughs> and the very first thing that it told me was that a Google Home cost $129. The price point for a Google Home is, is like, uh, almost $100. Like, like it's, it's, it's so low, it, it's, it's almost free, right? Right. Um, these are going to be in everybody's homes in the next 18 months. 
There is no two ways around this. You're going to see them appearing. You, you are, we're already seeing them appear in, 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 in pop culture, in television. Um, we're going to, we're going to start seeing processes and products made for them. Um, and within a year and a half, maybe two years, everything, the way we do stuff is going to be radically different. I, I don't know what holdouts like myself are going to do, but I, there, I probably won't be a holdout at that point. Um, the data Google is going to get from the way people just talk to Google Home. Google isn't a search engine anymore. It's a life fulfillment company that, that sells ads. <laughs> it just happens to. And when they understand your daily routine, uh, you know, all, all the better for them. I think this lends itself, and, and, and Cindy's talked about it a lot. Uh, this is Cindy Crumb for our listeners who don't know, and, and if you don't, pay attention uh to what she's saying um at least in my opinion it's 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 huge um this really touches on a lot of this stuff she's been talking a lot about related to entities uh you know as you know or any of our regular listeners do it's a it's a big issue you know a a big area for me as well of, of interest um you know and understanding me as an entity and what i do in my house and and those sort of things and the various entities i i interact with from my milk to you know my television or my gaming system um you know, I, I like how I put milk and gaming system on the same sort of, you know, well, the, the playing field, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The, the core essentials. Um, and, and then we've got just for our listeners, um, Amazon, I think it was about 24 hours ago, um, announced a partnership with a building developer. Um, and they're going to be building houses specifically designed around Amazon um, and, and their systems to understand exactly what a human being is doing in, in their house as well. Now, whether they're going to be launching into housing, I don't know. And I, oh, I it's only a matter of time, um, but <laughs> even, if house, you know? uh, even if it is, as I suspect, yeah, order it off Amazon. Um, can I get that delivered? Um, even, yes. or I guess I could have me delivered to the house. If I, you know, even if it is just a, a test, as I, I suspect it is, like we want to know, like Google was doing, um, basically making, and I can't remember the specific city they were in, um, you know, a, a connected area of the city to sort of see how people move through cities and things like that to, to try and improve things. Interesting. Um, even if this is, it, like that case, just a test, the information they will have in making our lives easier, understanding what we do in our houses as, a, as an aggregate, um, it is going to be very, very interesting. Now, you couple that with um, you know, some of the things we're talking about in, in personal assistant enhancements, and, uh, and it's dramatic. To that, um, people want to pay, a, pay a, a quick visit over, maybe during commercial break, but keep, keep listening to the commercials because that's what pays for it. Um, Stone Temple Consulting did an interesting study as well, um, and, and it's on basically Google Home winning in, in a lot of areas um, over Amazon right now. And one of those areas is the number of devices that they're adding in. Um, that, uh, that their systems can control. So, um, so, it, so it, it's for really marketers. Oh, it's insanely interesting. I mean, again, this is one of those everything is different moments in, in, in our industry and in the culture of, of the Western world. Um, the whole world, I would suggest. But what do we do as marketers? Like, like, like how do we meet the, uh, the needs of, of Google Home, of Amazon Echo, of uh, Microsoft's what, Cortana? Um, or uh, uh, Apple seriously? Like, how do we um, how how, how do how, how do we get our information to them so that they can get the information to the consumers? And to me, 
from where I'm sitting, that comes down to identifying entities. Like you've been talking about entities over and over and over again. And I know we're going to be touching on your ideas around entities in, uh, in the second part when we look at the article you had in Search Engine Journal. Uh, I think it was published this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, it was indeed. Um, um, but yeah, because yeah. we're identifying entities and then making sure that that uh, the search devices, I don't know if we call them engines anymore because, you know, the search devices understand the information you're offering up to them. Well, indeed. And it, to me, it's just a fundamental shift um, in how we as marketers and we as humans um, need to view ourselves and the web um, as a whole. And, and the web part comes more into marketing, but it, it's no longer, uh, you know what I, and I'm even misusing that term. I don't even mean web unless we want to cascade that a lot further from that spot where I'm sitting down on my computer, sitting down on my phone. Um, you know, we're talking about Google homes. We're talking about the ability of, of systems to understand where I am in space and time, what other entities are around me. So for our listeners, I'm not the only entity in the room right now, right? I have a whole litany, a, a countless array because each piece of paper sitting on my desk is its own entity with other entities written on it. Um, you know, as Google can, can start to wrap its brain around all the entities that I interact with in a day, um, you know, it, it gets further and further along. That's the, the core, to, in my mind's eye anyway, the core shift that we as marketers need to take is not understanding so much the page I'm creating or the video I'm creating or, 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 or the app I'm creating or just the data I'm creating and, and storing it in a database somewhere. And we can get into that because there's more IO stuff out of, uh, related to database, um, you know, that came out recently, but well, like during, during the conference here, but a new schema, sorry, I'm, I'm getting distracted here because it's good. super exciting. Well, yeah, good but, schema, that should make you excited because it, it, it does get me excited. Um, but if we can stop thinking about, hey, this is what I'm putting on paper. Hey, this is what I'm putting on a screen for people. Hey, this is what I'm putting as a voice that Google is going to spew out at somebody when they ask it a question. If we can get past that just understanding of this is what I'm structuring and start to look at it as I am putting this entity into this 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 piece of data it's connected to other entities within that data and this guy named dave interacts with these dent uh, entities a lot or these are the entities he's interacting with on a on a, on a frequent basis um the 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 concept of personalization at that point google is going to carry it forward whether we're paying attention or not so it's our job to now go okay this isn't just about what they're doing right now it's not just about the the specific query they have we have to look at the the world that might have been around them the things they were interacting with at the time that made them ask that question and we need to answer not just that question we need to answer the other questions around it and provide them the data and in whatever format does dave like videos does dave like infographics does dave like text does dave like voice right like you need to to give me all of these these different um, formats or Google needs to provide them. Now, Google's well, going to provide them, yeah. though he Hold can on. or not. You just nailed it right there, actually, Dave. I think I think you hit it there. I don't need to provide all of the clients, all the all the potential people who might come across my client's website with all the information. I need to provide all those different mediums to Google, and let Google parcel it out as um, as the users, you know, in whatever media the user desires. So maybe the ad comes across the Xbox game. You know, you know there's, there's a poster on a wall in an Xbox game expressing my client's message. 
maybe maybe it comes in an order um you you need uh certain products and you're making your order you're you're speaking your order through google home um maybe there's a whole variety of ways that um i do my client fulfillment by like getting their products sold and the most important thing is making sure that that it's in whatever part of google be it google images google shopping search um google general search using the schema like the schema markups that google um recommends uh, it's making sure it's in as many as many Google related databases as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll come up in whatever medium the uh, the 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 user users. Because I mean, there's so many so many more of them than there are actual mediums. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever that Google will parcel that up. Our job is to make it available to Google. So what I want the reason I went to that whole thing is. Um, it's just not. It, it, I don't know if we have to like know the psychographic profile of all of our all of our potential visitors because there's so damn many of them, right? Um, we just we just need Google knows their psychographic profiles. Google totally knows it. Uh, we just need to provide Google the information so it can provide it in whatever means, whatever media those users might want. Oh yeah. Then, Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> and isn't this funny that we've circled back I mean, for, for, for our listeners in the audience who've only been doing SEO, and I say only in, in quotes because there's nothing certainly wrong with it, but if you've only been doing SEO for the last, I don't know, two to five years, um, this is kind of the world that you learned SEO in. I think it's for uh, the, the seasoned veterans in the audience, the, the people who've been doing this for, for a decade. Um, you know, you're the ones that are, are going to have I think more problems wrapping your brain around it because now we're actually having to listen to what Google was telling us at the beginning, build for users. Well, now we don't have a choice, but we don't even know everything about that user per se, certainly not to the degree Google does, and they're going to be making decisions for us. They're probably, in a lot of cases, better than the ones we would have made ourselves, um, and we need to be able to predict. So I guess to your psychographic example, I guess all we can really do is understand what our demographic really is. And I mean, really, not what you want them to be, not what you want them to do. And that's, uh, you know, I'm sure you've lectured clients on this. I have, I'm sure everybody yeah. you know, listening has, <laughs> has probably had that debate. This isn't just about what you want, it's about what they want, and you need to provide that information, or Google's not going to give it, <laughs> not going to show you at all. Um, you know, and, yep. and, and that's, that, that's challenging. We're we're just gonna have to leave it. Uh, your your Google assistant is gonna have to phone up Google and get Google's advice on how to like serve information through Google to your various clients. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Google will tell you exactly how to do it, and they'll well, happily take your money to get it done. <laughs> and while it does that, we got to take a break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's uh, the 10th of May, 2018. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing. Stick around. More great stuff coming up after the after the break. Sit tight and don't move. Web College. We'll be back after this short break. 
Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 2018 International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2018. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 10th of May, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And um, does your AdWords account still work, Dave? <laughs> Thankfully, mine does. Well, that means you're that means you've been a good AdWords user, and you're spending money. <laughs> See, uh, about what was it like um, six weeks ago? Google said they were going to turn off all uh, AdWords accounts that hadn't had uh, spend in the last um, what was, it, what was the last ninety days or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was joking that you can help. You can tell it's the end of quarter because Google's threatening <laughs> to get you if you don't give them money. Well, <laughs> as it turns out, with a lot of things, Google they said they were going to do something and didn't actually do it. If you're like mobile, like like mobile first indexing. Um, they said they were going to do something but didn't actually happen. Like a viable social network, and. You know, <laughs> Um, I don't know why they do this, but they keep saying they're going to do stuff, and it just actually happened. So they were going to kick you all off of uh, AdWords if you were just using it for the keyword determination tool, which is like what I'm pretty sure most people were just using AdWords uh, for, unless, of course, they actually did AdWords um, advertising. Mm -hmm. But they didn't kick anybody off. 
So everyone's AdWords account is still working until next week. And they swear to it, honest to goodness, you're done. You're toast. It's over. No more AdWords. No more keyword determination tool. You got to spend money or you don't get to play. That's how it works, chump. Maybe. Maybe. And this is a public <laughs> service announcement, kind of. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that dep- really depends. You know, like it's totally made for SEO. It really depends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know what, and I remember when they first announced it, and I thought, you know, if I worked over at Moz, um, you know, or or any you know, SEM Rush or any of the big tool manufacturers who do provide keyword data, I'd be sort of licking my lips, going, "All right, yeah. <laughs> stop." But you know, that's that's it. See, that's Google exists to continually try to stymie Moz, and that's why they haven't done it yet. <laughs> okay. Speaking of tool and die makers who like you know just licking their chops and all that sort of stuff, your friend and mine, um, Larry Kim. Did you hear what happened for him? I did not, and I, I saw his name cross my radar about five times today, and I haven't had a chance to look it up. So tell me. Well, he started this little company called WordStream back in two thousand and seven, right? Yeah. Just sold it for a hundred and thirty million in an all cash deal to digital publisher Garnet. Well, that's some like, walking around money. Oh, I know. Drake's at Larry's, eh? <laughs> like, seriously. Um, so, yeah, uh, Larry, Larry Kim. Um, um, uh, Wordstream, uh, the search marketing and software company, sold for $130 million, all-cash deal. But you know what I found out? What's that? That Garrett has been on a buying spree recently. <laughs> they also purchased Reach Local and Sweet IQ. Then we've had all all of these guys on our show in the last couple of years. Yeah, shouldn't they be kicking us back something? Well, I think so. I mean, that's, that's, that's one. That's the one thing that we know they all these all these companies have in common is they've been on Web College. <laughs> like, <laughs> get your head off the cash register and start calling the lawyer. Um. <laughs> Because you know that's where the cash register is, Larry. We're coming for you, <laughs> um, Zwicky. I know, I know you were down on that sweet IQ deal. <laughs> yeah, coming, come, we're coming for you guys. Um, anyway, congratulations to all these guys. Uh, serious though, what Garrett's doing, according to uh, their 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 president and CEO Robert Dickey. Um, <laughs> As Garrett transforms into a digital publishing, a digital publisher supported by search and analytics services, the acquisition marks another critical milestone. Yeah, that doesn't really say much. <laughs> um, but that's 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 what uh, Robert Dickey. How do, what, do they find these guys? And like, how do they find these people? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, gonna, we're going to be dining on this name for at least a year. Oh, probably. <laughs> you know that, eh? Yep. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we don't have Yahoo anymore, so so, so Dicky will have to do. <laughs> anyway, Dicky said that like buying uh buying Wordstream uh was um anyway, the obvi- obviously Garrett is, is trying to try to make a move in 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 uh online publishing. <laughs> Not like there's any margins there. And uh 
Um, I'm, 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 again, I'm just $130 million. Doesn't seem like a lot of money in internet cash. That's a lot of money. That that is a lot of money, especially when it's cash. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also when you when you when 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 you know the guy who made it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and you know what? Credit to him because I've actually seen pictures of the little coffee shop that when he got his start, he couldn't afford an office, mm-hmm. and, and he was he was working on building this thing. Uh, no, 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 Larry's the real deal. Shop, like a lot of us did. So. Um, you know, hat tip to Larry. It's it's really really well earned, and uh, good luck on his on his next endeavors. You know, um, he's not holding still. <laughs> no, I'm actually I know where he's what he's up to, and and racking my brain to remember exactly so I could phrase it properly. And since I can't do that, I'm not going to say anything. Um, but I know he's already onto his next endeavor, like well on his way into his next endeavor. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. And I'll, I'll look it up during the during the break. Um, I know this too. And it's it, like you, it's one of those words I say, you know, often enough, I've, I've talked about it uh, like a week ago, but right now we're, you know, I'm, I'm thinking entities and stuff and um, Google IO and uh, the name's escaping me, but I'll, I'll look it up during the break. Um, something I want to mention, it goes back to our, our last one um, for anybody who, um, feel is involved at all in, in paid search or is at all interested in, in AI um, over on Search Engine Journal um, and, and apologies to him if I mispronounce his name, Frederick Velez um, published a, a great piece today um, called Are the Days um, of Human Managed PPC Numbered? It touches on what yeah. we had uh, we talked about earlier in the show. Um, I won't bother getting into to all the details of the piece. It's, it's definitely worth the read. So for our listeners, um, head over, give it a give it a read if you're at all involved in in paid search. It sort of paints what you can take advantage of right now, as well as you know sets you up to go. Okay, these are the things coming down the pipe. Um, this is the way things are going. So here's what I need to prepare for, and I need to carve myself out a role in this. Indeed. Um... Get and train your AI now. Act to be just like Pokemon in the future, eh? You know, like <laughs> like with our AIs going off and battling each other, and us just sort of sitting sit, sitting back and drinking like pina coladas or Long Island iced teas or whatever those little Pokemon kids were drinking. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, probably Long Island iced teas. They were just children. <laughs> um, but seriously, like like like. Um, I can, I can, I, 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 Pokemon predicted the future. I'm sure of it. Well, and it certainly made some money along the way. <laughs> it did. It certainly did. Okay, in this, uh, in this, this, this rising new universe where where AI is making decisions for us, and um, where we're not even looking at screens, where we're 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 mostly talking to um, cylindrical objects. Um, I'm going to name mine R2-D2. <laughs> not, um, not a bad idea. I, I think I think it might be taken. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, will image search, will, uh, will, that, will that still be a, uh, a thing? Image search? Yeah. Um, if, if I'm predicting the future, and you know what, you're asking me to. So here's my prediction, but for our listeners, take it for what you will. <laughs> this is a two-bit opinion. Um, I think, yes, because people like images, um, and anybody who has done right now, 
um, you know, a, a response on Facebook or text, whatever, for, for GIFs. GIFs, GIFs, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. Um, they, they tend to be a little lackluster and, and kind of suck. Um, so I, I think what we're going to see coming forward, and we're going back to my favorite word in search right now, is once Google's got a stronger handle on entities, um, and understanding how they're actually interacting in an image. What is the sort of perceived interaction going on? Not just, is there a face? Is it a guy's face or a woman's face? Not just, is it a family? Right? Like, not just these core things that they're already pretty adept at, right? Like, they can understand sort of what entities are, are sitting on there in a very rudimentary way. But once they can start to understand the implied interaction that's taking place, that's why I think image searches is, is going to next. And, and to answer your question, yes, but nothing like we're, we're doing with it now. I'm still going to want to see images, but how those images are, are being fed to me, how they're being interpreted and, and, and delivered to me. I think that's where the, the biggest change is going to be. Well, the, the, the reason I asked is uh, Google has actually published new, uh, new guidelines for, for webmasters and SEOs on image search. And isn't this fun? <laughs> it is. And so, you know what? A lot of it is common sense. But um, there's some there's some 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 new stuff here that's important. So let's do let's deal with the common sense stuff first. <laughs> and if you'll uh, if you'll you'll, in, you'll indulge, I'm just going to try to rip through it as fast as possible because this is stuff that 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 that. If you've been working on the web for like six months, you should just know this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Provide good content. Provide good context. Make sure that um, if you're pl- applying an image on a page, that it actually relates to the content, the text, or other media image or other media uh, on uh, that, that's on the page. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Here's here's here. This this is common sense, but you might you mightn't think it immediately. If you have an image, place it near relevant text, and that text will sort of like describe what the image is to to Google. Don't embed any text inside the images because Google's not going to read it. It's not going to be helpful. It's not. It, it'll. It just. It just screws the resolution of your image, and um, Google thinks you're trying to spam it. Um, you're not going to get penalized or nothing for it, but you get nothing out of out of trying to hide text inside an image. Um, create good good quality sites. Um, make sure that all your device, all your images are device friendly, so you're not just de- uh, designing for a desktop environment with a hardwire connection, or even a real fast Wi-Fi connection. You're designing for that kid who's uh, on a cell phone in the back seat of uh, their dad's car on their way to the cottage, or driving across the salt flats of Utah. Just barely catching a signal. That's who you're designing for now. Um, so make sure all your stuff is device friendly and and super lightweight and rapid fast. And um, here's a neat one: create good URL structure for your image because the URL structure is used to provide um, some sort of context for Google. For instance, Google expects you to group similar images in similar folders. So you have a bunch of images of oranges. They'd be in one folder. A bunch of images of apples might be in another folder. And that that helps provide Google, um, you know, a real strong context for what this what these images represent. 
that not the most fascinating thing? I mean, some of the, you're right. A lot of this was just, just know, common sense. But common sense. Is... Um, and you know, some of it, uh, to to my point of view, I think is it, it's necessary now. It will be antiquated. You know, put it near the words. Well, yeah, I, I'm hoping in the future that's not entirely necessary, right? Like that Google will be able to understand the image, not require me to to put my my words around it. But the URL structure is the thing, uh, and and I'm really hoping in the back of my head. And, and, and well now verbally so it's not no longer just in the back of my head the the cms manufacturers i'm looking at you wordpress oh, yeah. um you know grab onto this and go okay we need to change the permalink structure the the, the default permalink structure of images or a permalink location of images to whatever the the, the you know the, the category right and, well, and, and how about to, in the category how about just to give the webmaster some more control you know, how do you want to do it? Might be another thing, but give us more control. Let us let us choose how that that as the permalink will be phrased. Indeed, and if nothing else, if nothing, if action item for people today is make sure you put those words describing. And they've said it before: those words describing your image. Make sure they're included in the image name. <laughs> Just like if it's about you know person eating apple put person hyphen eating hyphen apple dot whatever png right or, or whatever it might be now uh, this was a, that was the common sense stuff and we've only got a couple seconds before we got to take another break so i just want to get through this 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 more uh structured stuff really quickly obviously the common sense stuff in that that was good for a desktop environment and even even for a mobile environment that isn't necessarily good for a um verbal or a uh uh digital assistant environment, structured data. At very uh, Google Image supports structured data for the following types, product, video, and recipe. So if you can get your schema into um, in, 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 uh, in and around images and help Google understand um, what this image represents, if there's, if there's other information that goes with it, like uh, pricing, um, uh, 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 quantities, um, uh, pricing quantities, etc. Get that data in because that will help uh, help Google decide to rank it over another similar image. Um, use good quality photos, and importantly, so important they they made their own section and made it use an H an H one header for this. Use descriptive alt text. <laughs> That's a common sense one, right? Yep. Um, Matt okay. Cutts was talking about it. If that puts a date on things, get that Indeed. Uh, use an image sitemap. Uh, Yoast will do that for you. Lastly, an important one, um, optimize for safe search. You'd be surprised how many people have safe search turned on. If your website does adult, um, Sequester all those images into their own folder. So your your URL.com slash adult slash image dot PNG or dot JPG. Um, and add, if you, again, are, have adult images on your site, make sure that they're clearly marked in metadata. Meta name equals rating, content equals adult, or meta name equals rating, content equals the RTA uh, rating. Very good. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's the new guidelines for Google Images. Go out there and rank the hell out of them.
<laughs> and, and you know I want to like tear off on stuff, but I know we've got to go to a break. But there's so much more to cover, and we've got like 10 to 15 minutes when we come back. Okay, so on that, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Media. You're listening to Web College on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 10th of May, 2018. Stick around. More after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. AM Days 2018 comes to Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Register now at amdays.com. Make the most of your performance marketing with help from some of the most iconic brands, including Microsoft, Capital One, Uber, Backcountry, and many more. AM Days 2018 brings together a powerhouse of industry leaders and dealmakers to network and share insights on the latest practices and cutting-edge updates in performance marketing and more. Make plans to be in Las Vegas for our landmark 10th event. AM Days 2018 Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Webmaster Radio listeners can save 20% on two-day and combo passes using promo code WMR20. Register now at amdays.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. All of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the uh, 10th of May, 2018, and uh, it was announced earlier today that in one month's time, the FCC's revocation of net neutrality will officially take effect. The uh, Restoring Internet Freedom Order, or REFO, will get published in the Federal Register on uh, tomorrow, the 11th of May, 30 days from publication. It becomes uh, the law of America, and uh, American Internet users will be subject to, well, the Wild West, basically. Yeah. Um, which (laughs) Which will harm all Internet users eventually. Um, so it's a detestable thing, but there you go. We all make our choices. Um, yeah. yeah I don't know what to I, say. Like, that's all I have to say about that too. 
Uh, it needed to be announced, though, because that, that, that was breaking news. It was announced earlier today. So uh, 30 days of as a tomorrow, uh, protections on the Internet are removed. So you found uh, Larry's uh, new gig. Little I Monkey. did. Little Monkey. Yep. Can't so, believe that name escaped me even temporarily, but there we are. No way. <laughs> so did you get did you get a little uh, pop up that says, "Hi, how can we help you?" And your Facebook avatar uh, staring at you? <laughs> yes, I did. I want to send him a message just like that. Say hi to Larry. He's buying drinks. How can we help you, dude? Yes. Let me tell you how you can help me. I can think of 130 million ways you can help me. <laughs> I'd be happy with just a one percent tithe. It's okay. I'm not greedy. Well, indeed. Again, and, and that includes from Sweet IQ and also Reach Local. Like we got to keep things in perspective here. We are a um, multifaceted program. <laughs> okay. Um, we probably got time for one more topic, Dave. Where do you want? Where do you want to go with it? Uh, oh yeah, I'm just quickly going through. Okay. Um, you know, a couple one. Surprise! Came out of Google I.O. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we may have time for two because this is just like a go read it. An image is worth a thousand words over at Search Engine Land. Barry Schwartz needed to mention him on the show because uh, that's what we do. Um, covered a, an announcement of Google I.O. Uh, about a whole new set of features that they're launching. If you care about local at all, even a little bit. Um, go over to Search Engine Land, give it a read. It's from two days ago, so you might have to dig just a little bit, but not too much. It's from May 8th, it's from Barry Schwartz. Um, it includes a, a lot of images um, that basically display what the new interface will look like um, as, it, as it comes out. It is a complete change. It, it, like People who are just casually using maps won't be like, hey, I don't recognize where I am. You will. You'll recognize where you are. Um, but there's a whole litany of new features in there, explore tabs, things to make it more useful to go into sub-tabs, um, get additional information. One of the things that I love is um, you know, you'll be able to just go into a specific zone and just see what key things are around it um, better than, you know, typing in restaurants and then zoning in. It'll just sort of show you around me what's, what's around me or around a specific zone that I'm interested in, what's around that zone. Um, going back to our travel, love that idea for travel, right? Like, oh, I'm looking at Airbnb around there. What's around there? Well, <laughs> just some interesting um, new enhancements that they'll, they'll have in. Um, in there, again, I, I know we don't have a whack of time. If, if you are in local, go over to Search Engine Land, um, hunt down the article by uh, Barry called Google Maps Redesigns Explore tab, launches your match group planning and for you section. It, it, it's, it's really quite interesting and very telling about what those entities who are going to be looking up local stuff um, are going to be doing and, and, and seeing when, they, when they're looking around, uh, around them in specific zones. So. Uh, really, really interesting stuff out of uh, out of Google I/O again. Okay, um, before we sign off, it would be it would be uh, remiss of us not to mention the article that you had published today in Search Engine Journal. Um, you did the piece on well, basically on how search engines work. <laughs> yes, um, I did. So the very first thing, the very first thing I wanted to when I when I when I saw the headline this morning, I was like, Dave, why the hell did you feel you needed to write an article on how search algos work? <laughs> um, that's a great question. Um, and to me, it's important, and maybe for some of our listeners, it's it's not, and, and that's a shame. Um, for me, it's important to understand the structure that you are marketing into if you want to be able to predict what's coming and why they're doing what they're doing. 
Um, so if I understand how algorithms work, and I, I specifically, and I, I know you've seen the article specifically, I'm saying algorithms, not Google algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we're, we're dealing with, I don't even know how many, but many. Um, you know, if we don't understand the structure that we're trying to market into, how are we ever going to understand why Panda was launched? How are we ever going to understand why a core update was launched? We won't. Um, and so to me, understanding the structure is important if you want to understand what's coming up and why what they're doing is what they're doing and, and what you need to do to react to it. It helps me, and I'm sure you and, and you know people who've been through this for a, a few times, um, it helps me put a context and also understand when they're doing something and it misfires. We've all seen that in Algo updates. Right. Like where it's like, oh, that didn't go super well. Um, You know, it helps us understand and and predict, oh, okay, here's why it didn't go well. Here's probably what they'll do to sort of tune and tweak it later. Or they're probably just going to have to flash back because this is just a nightmare. Um, You know, we wish they'd done that with Penguin, you know, earlier rather than making people wait over a year for (laughs) a refresh on that one. I'm going back in time. But that's why I wrote it was just like, okay, we need to understand this structure um, if we want to market into it. So, well, that, that and, it's, it's the second part of a four-part series. It is indeed. I guess, yeah, that's what inspired the beginning of it, and we're covering uh, machine learning next and then user intent um, in, in part four to sort of go, here's how all of these four pieces fit together um, to sort of make what Google's trying to mark, help you market into, help in air quotes, um, and help you more directly sell advertising into. Okay, we can't. We only we only got two minutes, uh, and thirty seconds of that is going to be our takeaway. But um, <laughs> uh, speaking of takeaways, uh, out of the four part series, what are the what are? Um, well, I mean, seriously, like, like, like what, what's if, if you can encapsulate it in like just a couple words? What have people got to take away from from the series? Um, if they just had to pick one thing, um, like from, from, from just this piece, like the, the whole series as a whole is, is, you know, a complex myriad of, of different things. But if you're just looking at, um, the way algorithms work, the biggest thing I would press is understand that it is a plural, that it is algorithms. And when you see one update, it is updating by itself with dependence on other things. So to put it in a context, I think most people would understand when Penguin launches, it is an algorithm unto itself. It is drawing from additional algorithms, linked data, things like that. Um, but it is there to process a specific thing. And an algorithm, we think of it as a formula. It's not. An algorithm is a process to accomplish a task. So if we think of an algorithm and go, what task are they trying to accomplish? We can now pull in the formulas uh, or what we're estimating the formulas to be or guessing and go, did they accomplish their task? If the answer is no, if they were getting worse results, not for you, but when you're searching as just a searcher, if the results aren't better, then you need to start looking at what are they going to do to tweak it? And that's, um, to me, the big takeaway is take a look at, understand that structure, understand that an algorithm is sort of a thing unto itself, can be viewed individually with a core algorithm sitting at the top going, we're just here to judge and, and make sure that the user is satisfied at the end. Okay, speaking of the end, we've reached it. we got to go. I can hear the music in the background. So It happens. Dave, great article. That's going to be, I, I can't wait for the last two two parts of the piece, uh, two pieces of the, uh, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean. The last yep. few pieces of this series. 
Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 10th of May, 2018. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from BSOG Internet Marketing. Special thanks to webmasterradio.fm and Nebraska in the studio for making this all happen. Stick around. Great content on Webmaster Radio coming up after the news, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.